News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, tri-states, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 30, uh, North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you a huge year-end savings going on right now. And uh, shout out to the Cunis guys. They were just named the 19th best dealership in the whole country to work for. They really live and breathe that faith family giving back motto. Tell them Mark sent you when you visit them. We'll go to shop online, cutestquincy.com. All right. Uh, welcome on into the show on this gloomy December 12th, episode 65 of On the Mark. Believe it or not, it is true. As we are winding down this uh, 2020, it also means we are getting closer and closer to the NBA starting for their season. Normally at this point in time, uh, if we traveled back in time a year ago, we'd already be in the NBA. The NBA starts in October, late October. And, you know, you don't really pay attention because of football. Uh, and then, obviously, the schedule got moved around. Coronavirus, the bubble. NBA only finished in late October. Uh, the Lakers and the Heat only get, like, 72 days off. And now they're right back at it. Uh, and so... Um, we have this week and next week. I mean, the NBA starts on the 22nd of December. So this week, there's no two Hespin headlines. There's one Hespin headline. I will preview the NBA Eastern Conference, give you my thoughts. Next week, I'll do the same thing with the Western Conference. Uh, and then also while then spending our normal time slot, that second big chunk of the show uh, with our week 14 NFL preview this, uh, this show, week 15 next week. Make sense? So we're going to do a little NBA preview stuff as uh, we now start the NBA season. Uh, also on the show, we'll talk a little college football. ESPN came out with their weird uh, NBA top 10 list. I don't disagree with it entirely, uh, but I'm going to make some amends, amendments to it and let you know where I think the top 10 players in the NBA are. So a lot of fun this show is always follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. That's the way to get involved with the show. Let's get it started with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. So one headline today, as I just said, the NBA Eastern Conference preview. Uh, when I, I, I love NBA. I, 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 I am the type of fan in the world of sports where I'm a diehard Cubs fan. You know this about me. But I, on, a, on a Thursday night in the middle of the summer, if it's the Braves versus the Red Sox on ESPN and that's all that I got, I'm not going to watch it, most likely. I'll be honest with you. It's not getting me to the TV. But if it's a random day in January and I got, you know, uh, Atlanta Hawks versus Boston Celtics, and that's all that's on on ESPN, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm more of the casual NBA fan in that way. I, I think the storylines are great. The star power. You're watching the development of the young players that you see in college. I love, 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 love watching the NBA. Besides the NFL, it's probably the support. I consume actually television time the most, uh, second most. So 
in looking at the NBA Eastern Conference this year, I think the Eastern Conference is fascinating. I think it's very good. I think it's uh, it, it, there is a lot of storylines. I think there's a lot of exciting um, things to watch for. Obviously, with guys, uh, the, the, the biggest storyline being the Nets with Kyrie and KD. Um, when I look back at what last year's playoff teams were, the top eight versus this year, I'm really only knocking two teams out of the playoffs, three teams actually, and putting three new teams in. So uh, without without hesitating, let's get it started. Let's get going. And uh, actually only two teams out and uh, two new teams in. That's right. One team taking a huge step back, almost missing the playoffs. So let's go for it. I'm going to give you – I'll go one through eight, and then I'll give you uh, what I think uh, some of the other teams are going to be really interesting that will be competing, and then the other teams that, you know, just are – I, I personally don't think you're going to be that competitive uh, in the Eastern Conference this year. All right, number one, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee, I think, uh, again, they are a, a a matchup nightmare during the regular season. I think Giannis is the type of guy that can win more MVPs in the regular season if, it's, if you're just going by regular season awards and regular season stats because he is tough to prepare for night in, night out when you just played you know a back-to-back and you have a day off and now you got to travel to – cold Milwaukee in January uh, and you're the Pacers and you got to, how do we handle Giannis? And it's tough to, and if he's on his game and moving and motivated, uh, he alone can just beat you. They add Drew Holiday to go with Chris Middleton. I think uh, with Budenholzer, the coach, they are a great, great, great regular season team. I think they're going to be extra motivated this year. Uh, to be playing high-end basketball to show Giannis that, again, Milwaukee is where he should stay. Milwaukee is where he should be for at least the next five years. Sign that Supermax. And I think it's important for uh, Holiday and and Giannis and Middleton to gel and find cohesiveness. And I think there are uh, when you look at three all-star caliber level players, one MVP and two all-star level caliber players, they mesh really well together. So I think Milwaukee... Uh, can easily win the East. I, I don't see them being anything worse than a two or a three seed in the East. I think they are uh, a younger team with Giannis, a younger superstars that are healthy. They shouldn't have any problems with load management in a 72-game season. I like Milwaukee. I don't know if I like Milwaukee to win the East, uh, but I like Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference to get that one seed. Uh, Miami Heat, number two. They're not going to surprise anyone this year. So I think Miami's going to get a lot of people's best shots and I think if there's a team in the NBA that is going to be really good at taking the best shots from people, it's the culture and what they have there in the superstar with Jimmy Butler. Uh, obviously, uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson surprised us all in the bubble last year with how good they were on a national stage. A lot of local Miami reporters and my team people that cover Miami weren't surprised by it. Spolstra, great head coach. Great organization. They keep Dragic. Uh, they bring in Avery Bradley, actually, from the Lakers, who didn't play in the bubble. I love that depth for them. Dunn, the young point guard, only getting better. Bam Adebayo, I think, is a, is a perfect fit for Jimmy Butler as far as a guy who will follow his lead, hard worker, nose down, work hard, not big flashy guy. I think he takes a step up, and he was an all-star last year. Uh, the health of Dragic is always going to be a little bit of an issue. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, can he stay healthy through 72 games? Uh, he gets nicked up a lot because he plays so hard, but I, I think the Heat are now uh, going to take it to another level in the regular season knowing that they're going to get a lot of people's best shots, and I, I think the Heat still 
might be the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Love the Heat there uh, at the two seed. Three, I'll take the Brooklyn uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, obviously, the Nets could be the team that you're like, well, Mark, come on, let's be serious. They blow away everyone talent-wise. Kyrie, KD, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Dinwiddie, all these the other pieces that the Nets have, Jared Allen, and they just dominate the Eastern Conference, have a lot to prove. I, I think, though, there's going to be some chemistry issues. There's going to be a lot of getting to know each other, period. I think they're going to struggle and take some nights off and and not want to overwork KD and and uh, with his first time playing basketball in almost you know you know a year and three quarters you know it's it's an insane amount of time off that he's had uh, and Kyrie's injury prone so even though Kyrie has had a lot of time off to rest his body uh, Kyrie's the type of guy that's going to miss a week and a half two weeks for an ankle or or a calf or something like that that's Kyrie's history so we know that. Uh, That being said, I think the Nets have a ton of talent. They are going to be, of any team in the NBA this year, the most fascinating watch. They're going to be the team that you just got to watch, and you got to see what the chemistry is like. Every night, every press conference after every game is going to be fascinating. Kyrie again, uh, getting fined, you know, and him and Katie already trying to get out of uh, NBA-required media time, and, and Kyrie's the vice president of the Players Association. He knows what... He collectively bargained. They agreed to that media time. I mean, Kyrie's an interesting cat. How he fits with KD, uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. They're too talented, though, uh, to struggle. They're going to make the playoffs if everyone's healthy. And they're too talented to not end up with at least a top five seed, in my opinion, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Number four, Boston. Boston may be, uh, again, like Miami, the second-best cohesive team in the Eastern Conference, Love Tatum, love Brown, but I don't love the Kemba Walker's going to miss the first may- month, maybe more of the season with his little procedure he had uh, before this NBA season. Not missing the missing the preseason. That's a lot of extra workload, and then you throw Kemba back in. How many games will they have lost? Will they be able to catch up? Uh, Boston is a regular season team. Uh, they were third last year in the East. I think they take a slight step back, mainly because of Kemba missing so much time early. Still like Boston. But, but the problem with Boston is going to be length and 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 size. They just don't have it. I mean, they added Tristan Thompson in the offseason. Daniel Tice still their center. I just don't know if they have the size and the length to win uh, deep in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. 76ers, I'll give them the five seed. I, you know, they could easily be a team that takes a massive jump, or they could easily be a team that uh, blows it all up and trades for Harden. This is obviously my prediction. Without them trading for Harden, is is uh, that's in the rumor mill right now this morning. But you know, they bring in Doc Rivers. Can Doc Rivers get Ben Simmons and Embiid to gel? That's going to be the storyline. I think they find themselves just around where they found themselves last year, uh, in the five six seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. Toronto, I'll put them at six. I think Toronto takes a huge step back. Toronto's now paying three guys big money. Lowry's getting over $30 million. Pascal Siakam's getting over $30 million. And then they side Van Fleet to well over $23, $24 million contract. Are those three guys good enough to compete night in, night out with, you know, the Simmonses, the Embiid's, the Tatum's, the Browns, the Kyrie's, the KD's, the Giannis's, the Butler's? I don't know. They play really hard uh, hard basketball. I love Nick Nurse as a coach, uh, but I worry they lose 
Serge Ibaka. They lose Marcus All. Those are guys that were great glue guys, good size in the Eastern Conference. It's getting very big right now. Uh, so I think they take a step back. Unless Pascal Siakam can start taking those Giannis-type leaps. He has the the kind of the length, the game, and I think he's a better shooter right now than Giannis. Can, if, if Siakam takes a huge step forward, Toronto will be right there battling uh, top three seed. I'll look a little silly putting them at six right now. But for right now, I got him at six. One of the new entries into the playoffs this year in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion, will be the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal, Scott Brooks, and uh, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook reuniting with his old coach, uh, so I don't worry about him uh, listening, kind of falling in line, having the game plan ready. Bradley Beal's the type of guy uh, who just wants space created so he can get up threes, and Russell Westbrook will do that like a healthy John Wall will do. Only Russell Westbrook, as I mentioned last week, I think he's playing better than John Wall at this point in time. I think the Wizards could be a team that actually shock people. Maybe they climb up and battle for a 4-5 seed because Russell Westbrook's that type of guy who whenever you want to challenge him to prove that he's, you know, washed up or not as good or not an MVP, like I think he's going to have a a very big uh, statistical season. And in an Eastern Conference where there's going to be a lot of easy wins for them to gobble up at times, I think you pair Beal and Westbrook, it's a very formidable matchup. And and I like Hachimura, uh, uh, the young kid they got from Gonzaga. I think he takes a step forward. Uh, they have some other young pieces. And I love that Westbrook is going to a place where he already knows the coach, and Scott Brooks. And that matters hugely. I think the Wizards make the playoffs. I'll put them at seven. Would not shock me if they're higher. And then finally, I did it last year, but I feel a lot more confident about it this year. I think the Bulls make the playoffs. Uh, mainly because of Billy Donovan. Getting Billy Donovan, he is uh, one of the top 10 coaches in the league. And the Bulls have, roster-wise, they're young and maybe not as big a names on a national stage, but a very talented, deep roster. Very deep, very long, very talented, young, and now they have a head coach that is well-respected in the league, let alone the front office that is Leaps and bounds and above what the front office was last year. You saw guys like Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter Jr., Zach Levine. When they had an injury, they nursed it and took their time coming back last year because they didn't want to play for Boylan. This is the type of team that wants to play for, uh, 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 you know, for their new head coach in Donovan. And I, it would not shock me if the Bulls are actually battling for more of a six seed and being that young team that is flying up and down the court, playing tough defense. They're long. Lowry, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., uh, Thaddeus Young, Zach Levine, Kobe White. Love, love, love the Bulls roster this year, and I think they definitely make the playoffs if they stay healthy and are going to shock some people maybe as that young up-and-coming team. Love it, love it, love it. The other teams, obviously, who did I take out of the playoffs? I think Indiana takes a step back. Listen, I like Oladipo a lot. I like Miles Turner and TJ Warren a lot. But those are three guys that you would like to be your third best player on a championship team. And I love their coach, Nate McMillan, who I thought got a lot out of them, and they decided to fire him and move on. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm a little undecided on Indiana. Would it shock me if Indiana makes the playoffs? No, of course not. They have they have guys. They have good talent in an Eastern Conference. That's, uh, you know, once you get past the four or five teams, there's a lot of space there from six, seven, and eight to maneuver. Uh, but I'm going to say they take a step back because I don't love what they did with their coach. Um, the other team that I get to move out of the playoffs is uh, Orlando. Now, Vujovic is great. He's amazing. I love Vujovic. Uh, he'd be a guy, if all of a sudden you could get him um, on a team with a with a Washington or you put him 
uh, maybe with a Miami or a, a Boston, and all of a sudden they got you know he if he's a third star on a great team on Milwaukee, look out like that. That's all of a sudden a really co- competitive championship team. Uh, but when he's the guy in Orlando, I, I, I just don't see them. You know, they've struggled with injuries, and uh, I, I I like other teams more. It's not that I don't like Vujovic and the piece they have in Orlando. I just like other teams more. I think there's three other teams that are going to be fun watches in the East, and it wouldn't shock me if they made the playoffs, but a lot of things have to go right for them to do that. Atlanta, Trey Young, obviously a very great player. Uh, Young, they bring in Rondo to help uh, mentor him, take a little bit of the load off. Uh, of the ball handling, uh, they have other young pieces. Uh, the kid Cam Reddish from uh, from Duke. Can they take leaps forward? We'll see. Uh, I, I'm not sold on Atlanta making the playoffs. The Hornets, Lamelo and Hayward. Uh, you know the Hornets are going to be, I think, a, a fun watch. Nine and nine out. Hayward, will he flourish again now as kind of the go-to option on a team? I'm fascinated to watch. I don't think they have enough talent depth-wise to make a playoff run. And then the Pistons, Blake Griffin, where's his health at? If Blake Griffin is healthy in the Eastern Conference with his own team and a bunch of shooters around him, Luke Kennard, and then a Derrick Rose ball handler, they could be a team that shocks some people and make a run uh, for a playoff spot overall in the East. So there you go. That's my thoughts on teams uh, that I like in the East, make the playoffs. I like I, I, The only other teams you know, I didn't talk about, Cleveland, they're not going to be good. Uh, New York, they're not going to be competitive. I think Cleveland and New York are, are still a year or two away from young guys developing and getting another player or two in there uh, to actually have a, a, a threat to make a playoff run. Now, that's not saying they can't beat anyone on any night. That's the NBA. But as far as actually making a playoff run or being in that discussion, I don't see it happening. There you go. That's my Eastern Conference preview. Have some fun with it. Let me know on Twitter if you agree, disagree. I like Milwaukee, Miami, the Nets, 1-2-3, Boston, 76ers, Toronto, 4-5-6, Wizards in Chicago, 7-8 and eight seeds, squeak on in there uh, in those, you know, may play in fun tournament stuff, and uh, we'll see what happens. I think the Eastern Conference is very competitive, good, and uh, it's going to be really fun to watch night in and night out with a lot of superstars in the East right now. You know, a lot of people, t- you talk about the West, but you just look at all the names of the guys I just talked about. A lot of talent in the Eastern Conference. All right. Take the break. When we come back, NFL Week 14 preview. Let's get into the bread and butter uh, as there's no more bye weeks. All in, final push in the NFL, and uh, a little thoughts on Cam Newton a little bit later on in the show, too. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Here's one question. Type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut. Take two. Action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose. To fight for the amazing life you made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Well, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda, and Hyundai. You got to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Stop in, tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back, the 19th best dealership in the entire country to work for. I'm telling you, I, I'm so lucky to be a part of the Kunis family. Uh, you'll feel that way, too. 
Take my word for it. CunisQuincy.com. If you want to shop online, they're delivering cars and uh, doing everything is especially COVID safe uh, at this time. Okay. So let's get into the bread and butter, the meat and bones of what this show, you know, really is. It's football. It's football, baby. NFL week 14. There's a lot of good games this week. Very excited about the slate of games. I think uh, there's going to be, we're going to get a lot of answers to some of the questions we have. Before I jump into it, though, let's just start with that Thursday night game. The Rams, what an impressive win at home. Their defense is starting to play really Super Bowl caliber level of defense. And if their defense can continue to play like that, and the Rams are really healthy right now, really besides that Andrew Whitworth uh, injury at tackle, and he's going to come back this year. Uh, they're very, very healthy. Jared Goff uh, playing really well. I mean, this team reminds you, them and San Francisco are built so uniquely, so similarly. Uh, and they're playing like the Rams of two years ago, and that's bad news for the rest of the NFC, uh, especially a team like uh, Green Bay, who doesn't want to play physical football. The Rams are going to punch you in the mouth. Uh, a team like New Orleans, who we all like a lot uh, in the NFC, uh, they can get after the quarterback and they can make life uh, a living hell. You know what? For uh, Drew Brees, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And and they they can score. The Rams can score with the best of them, and they play great special teams. Um, you know, big big win for the Rams. Big win for them to stay ahead of Seattle. Obviously, playing at home. Uh, is going to be helpful for every one of these teams now with this new playoff format. Whoever can get that home field advantage, even though there won't be a crowd there, still playing at home, it means something. And for the Patriots, I don't know where they go from here. That's one of those losses. You know, it's crazy. They have that incredible win the week before over the Chargers. And you see the coaching mismatch. And you see that when they don't have enough, they have less talent than the Chargers, but Bill Belichick can outcoach them. And then once, as soon as the coaching mismatch is is less. I mean, obviously, anytime Belichick coaches in a game, he's the best coach. So, but when you have a, the gap is smaller versus a Sean McVay, that talent really shows up. And for Cam Newton, I mean, this has got to be it, right? Uh, and it's sad. It's, it's hard to see. And, and uh, But I don't think it's just so surprising. I think if you would have told us all four or five years ago during uh, Cam, uh, Cam Newton's MVP season, if you would have said, listen, in five years from now, Cam is not going to be able to play in the NFL. I think we all would have been like, you know what? I, I, I Future future us, I can see that. His body, I mean, he played, remember those years, 2012 through 2016, where he played with MVP caliber football, uh, putting his body on the line. It's not shocking now that the guy can't get his shoulder right. He was never accurate to begin with. He doesn't have the howlitzer anymore. He doesn't move nearly as well. It's just not shocking. And for Cam, if he wants to stay in the NFL, I think there's going to be plenty of places that would love to have him as a veteran backup guy, uh, mentoring a young quarterback. Uh, you know, he certainly is better than RG3 right now if he wants to go to, to Baltimore. Uh, there's places that he, he will be valuable uh, as a backup if he wants it. L.A., I know he's an L.A. guy, spends a lot of time there. If he wants to go to the Chargers, uh, you know, there's places for him. But... It's over, right? It's over, and it's and it's hard to see because he's an MVP and he's a, he you know he has the talent of a Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, and, and, but it it seems like it's done, and I, I think the Patriots might win another game or two, but 
it's also a relief, I think, for the rest of the NFL. We can all sit there and take this big kind of breath like, oh, we don't have to worry about the Patriots anymore, at least for this year. And that's it's kind of nice, right? It's it's kind of nice. Because even if Chiefs fans, you know, you, you, it's not like seeing seeing uh, seeing Bill Belichick not in the playoffs is, is a lot easier than seeing Bill Belichick in the playoffs. All right, let's get into it uh, here. Let's just start with it. Let's get it out of the way. Texans, Bears, um, you know, I like the Bears in this game purely because they have, uh, you know, talent that matches up well with with Houston, and I and I do think this is one of those where they do have a coaching advantage. I, I do think Romeo Cannell and his staff have done a very nice job putting together some game plans, but offensively, Houston's it's just a lot of Watson. What do you want to do, and can you make some magic? And I think the Bears at home, it's going to be cold, uh, chilly, a little wet. That'll nullify a lot of what Deshaun Watson will just be able to do. I think there's still a lot of pride in this Bears team bouncing back from a, a horrendous, horrendous loss uh, in the final two minutes against Detroit. I think it's ugly. I don't feel confident. Houston's minus two. I get that. I take the under. I take uh, I take Chicago to win something along the lines of uh, 23-17. I, I don't think it's pretty. I don't think it's fun to watch. I think it's going to be depressing for both franchises if you're a fan of both watching. Because if you're a Texas fan, you be like, we're wasting Deshaun Watson. Who can we get into coach? Can this team turn around? If you're Bears, you're going to be like, man, this stinks, and we just won a game where maybe we probably should have lost for draft pick positions, and, and you know what. I'll take the Bears. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'll watch, but it's going to hurt. I just know already. If you, if you follow me on Twitter for a good laugh of me losing my mind tomorrow at noon, if you want, uh, let's move on from it. Garbage game. Another garbage game. Let's get out of the way. Bengals, Cowboys, Andy Dalton revenge game. The the red rifle goes back to Cincinnati on the banks of the Ohio River. Uh, you know, I guess I'll take the Cowboys. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is a Zeke game. I think they're, you know, they hear a lot in the media, and rightfully so. Zeke has not looked great. You know, under 800 yards, under 500, five touchdowns in a season where he's been healthy, hasn't missed games for the most part. Uh, they got to just feed him, get him going, keep him, make that contract look better. Uh, and the for the Bengals, you know, they're trying to lose too, so they don't want to win this game. Uh, and I think Andy Dalton will have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he'll play well. He's the better quarterback in this game. Take the Cowboys. Uh, minus three. I'll take the Cowboys. I think they win by more than three. I'll take that. I like that line. I, I don't think the over hits, but I'll, I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, Bay, uh, now let's move on. It's a really great game. couple great games here coming on up. Chiefs-Dolphins. This game is going to be, I think, a pulling your hair game for the Chiefs. Dolphins play real defense. They're at home. It is going to be 83 degrees and sunny. The Dolphins have been living in that heat. Chiefs coming from the Midwest, cold, rainy, into Miami. Maybe a little Miami flu. They're not going to be able to go out like they normally would in Miami. So I think that actually helps them when the team doesn't really get to go out the night before in Miami. Um I think the Chiefs win. I'll say that. They're the better team, and I think they have a lot to play for. That that Pittsburgh loss is as motivating as any uh, Chiefs win for them. Uh, but I think the Dolphins uh, are a very tough out. The line is seven. I don't like that. I think this is more of a grind-out game. I think Mahomes wins it late on a drive. Uh, I think Tua does not turn the ball over. 
Uh, for a lot of Chiefs fans who haven't seen Tua play yet, you're going to watch this and be like, man, it's frustrating. He doesn't make the silly mistakes that you want the young quarterback to make to give you easy points. He'll take a sack. He'll throw a ball away. I don't think they score much on the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chiefs scored that much on the Dolphins. I think the over is going to be right. It's 50 and a half. I think that's fairly close. I mean, 27-24. I think it's close. Mahomes gets them in a game-winning drive late in the game, and then the Chiefs defense make a stop. Uh, this is going to be, I think, one of the great games of the after uh, of, of the day tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It'll certainly be on TV number two as I'm sadly watching the Bears. Uh, but I like the Chiefs in the game. I don't know. If you're betting the line. I think the Dolphins cover the line. Cardinals-Giants. Cardinals are reeling. They've lost three straight since the Hale-Murray uh, against Buffalo. They are at New York. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be chilly. The Giants are playing great football. I don't know if Daniel Jones is playing in this game or not. Uh, if Daniel Jones plays, I like the Giants. If Daniel Jones does not play, I'll take the Cardinals slightly. I, I don't know how much magic you can get out of Colt McCoy. Uh, two weeks, he's good to win you a game, and they won a massive game against Seattle last week. Uh, I think they, you know, people are going to be high in the Giants. I think they take a step back. Cardinals, maybe a get-right game for them in a, in a little bit of a way. Giants playing good football. I think they might be the better team right now, but if they don't have Daniel Jones, I like the Cardinals in this game. I'd stay away from betting this game uh, for sure just because I just don't know what to get when you don't have Daniel Jones and you have Colt McCoy in the second week after a massive win, it just scares me. Vikings Bucks. This is another game I, I don't really feel that strongly about, and I and I don't feel strongly about the line at all. Tampa minus six and a half, over under fifty three. I like Tampa to win. They're off the bye again. Eighty one degrees and sunny in Tampa. The Vikings uh, now they get they play in the dome, but traveling from Minnesota. Can the Tampa Bay defense stop the run, get after Kirk Cousins? I think they can. Um, what worries me a little bit, though, is this Bucks offense. This Minnesota defense has been playing better. They're not great by any means, but they've been playing better. And did the Bucks offense improve and find an identity over the bye week? If they did, that bodes well, and I think Tampa maybe could even blow them out. If they didn't, which I don't know if they did... I like this game to be closer. Tampa still wins. I'd stay away from the line. I think Tampa wins something around the lines of 30-26, something along those lines. I think the Vikings are going to struggle to get touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, they'll put up field goals, though, a lot of field goals. Uh, Broncos-Panthers, forgettable game in the new, noon slot. Two teams um, both kind of going nowhere right now, stuck in a little bit of uh, of mediocrity. I, the Panthers have the better quarterback, and they're at home, so I'm going to take them. That's as simple as that. Line is three. I'll take that. I think the I think the Panthers win by win by more than three. Um, low scoring in Charlotte. Nice, beautiful day. Broncos, uh, they're kind of a mess. And Drew Locke, uh, you know, he plays well from behind, so if the Panthers get out to an early lead, maybe that bodes well for the Broncos. Uh, put up some points late, but I'll take the Panthers. Jags, Titans. Jags are trying to lose. Titans desperately need to win. That's all I'm saying. Titans win. 
I think they cover seven and a half blowout, 10 points or more. Titans are going to come out very motivated. They've been getting their ears chewed off by Vrabel all week. Titans uh, win big, uh, big Derrick Henry game with a Jaguars defense that is not good. And they don't love to tackle. So that's not good when you're going against Derrick Henry. Uh, Colts, Raiders. All right. This is my upset of the week. I like the Raiders to beat the Colts. I know you're saying, Mark, that is insanity. The Raiders have looked like hot garbage the past two weeks and barely just beat the Jets. And this is a Colts team that has a very good defense. Those are all factual statements. But this game is in Vegas. I think there is really something wrong with the Colts offense as far as being able to exploit what the Raiders defense does bad. I don't think the Colts offense is going to be able to go over top and and, and the Raiders will give you over top. I think the Raiders offense uh, comes out and they actually match up okay against this very good Colts defense. No one matches up great against this great, uh, very good Colts defense, but I think they're able to establish the run early they will be able to get some shots off. And I'll be honest, at this point in time, Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. Coaches, I feel about as a wash. Um, I like the Raiders' offense more than I like the Colts' offense. I like the Colts' defense. Why they like the Colts' the Raiders' defense? This is in, in, LA, in Vegas. It's close. I get where the line is three. I'm going to just say upset alert. There's going to be one of those games where you say, man, how did the Colts lose that one? I think the you know I I don't know I I don't know why I don't know how but I, I I'm going to convince myself that the Raiders offense can move the ball enough on this Colts defense and the Colts defense and the Colts offense I just don't trust right now I think Derek Carr's a better quarterback I may look like an idiot uh, come uh, Monday but that's why you do it I'll, I'll take the Raiders in the upset of the week lock of the week Seahawks at home against the Jets don't even think about it I think they covered the thirteen and a half. I take it. I think they win by 14 at least. The Seahawks team embarrassed by a very good Giants team. This is a very bad Jets team that is trying to lose. This Seahawks team needs, especially of that Rams performance, a win. They have got to keep pace with the Rams in their division. I think this is a huge DK Metcalf game. I think this is a Russell Wilson 3-4 touchdown game. I think this is a, a a total stat padding blowout game, get right game for the Seattle Seahawks. The Jets do not want to be traveling across the country to Seattle right now uh, to play an afternoon game. Uh, to take the Seahawks. Uh, I'm betting the house on the Seahawks to win this game. Packers-Lions. Lions feeling themselves. Interim head coach. Win in Chicago. Matt Stafford played good football. This is in Detroit. This could be one of those sleeper games. Lions play the Packers historically well. Listen, I think the Packers win, and I think the Packers have a lot more to play for than the Lions right now. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, are uh, they are so in sync. The Lions defense is very bad. You saw Mitch Trubisky move the ball well against the Lions defense. I do think the Smith brothers and the Packers defense have been playing better, and the, and the shaky Lions offensive line is, is not a great matchup. I'll take the Packers, but this could be another one of those, like we saw early in the year, like, wait, the Lions, they're they're up early against the Packers, and they kind of fall apart. Don't, don't, 
panic if you see the Lions up early. Rodgers and the Packers, if they lose this game, uh, there goes their chances of the one seed. They, they, they know what they're playing for, the one seed, and uh, this is big. All right, so let's move on now. Gave you my lock, gave you my upset. Uh, my toss-up is coming on up in Sunday Night Football, but a game that I'm fascinated by and was almost my toss-up, and you're saying, Mark, what are you doing? Saints at Eagles. This is outdoors, in Philly, chilly, a little bit of precipitation. Saints are favored by 7.5, over under 42. Jalen Hurts, this is a tough, tough assignment for him to get his first start. Here's the thing, though. I think there are a lot more plays that are designed for Jalen Hurts that Jalen Hurts knows and have been running than that we've seen. And I do think the fact that they've had a week to game plan it and Doug Peterson knows his job's on the line and 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 Jalen Hurts and making him work and win games is very important right now. I think this could be I almost went upset of the week. I I feel really strong about the Eagles. And maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm dumb football braining you all right now. And you're all sitting there listening to me going, Mark, no, don't do it. Saints are so much better on defense. Uh, Taysom Hill uh, and and the Saints offense is actually uh, playing good football right now. I'm not going to do it. I think the Saints win. I'll trust, I'll trust my brain over my gut. No, no, no. My gut over my brain. Saints are a better team. Trust your gut. But my brain keeps going, Mark. Mark, Eagles could cover that seven and a half, and they might sprinkle a little on it. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be a fun game to watch, that's for sure. Uh, Falcons, Chargers. <laughs> this is garbage. Uh, who cares? I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, my gut says the this is in L.A. I think this is high scoring. I like the over. Atlanta's favored by three. I think it's closer than three. So if I'm going to bet it, I'll take the over. And I think the Falcons are better than the Chargers. The Falcons with an interim head coach, Raheem Morris, are better coached than the Chargers. I'll say that. I'll take the Falcons. Uh, Football team, Niners. On the surface, you think garbage game. Meaningful to both teams. They're both still in it. Uh, the Niners playing very good football right now with Nick Mullins. Uh, and, and you know, he you know Nick Mullins... Give him credit. This guy is earning himself a backup job. He's going to be a backup in this league for the next 10 years because he can play football. He's not a starter, but he is a spot backup guy who can win you for some football games. I think he might be San Francisco's backup for as long as Kyle Shanahan's there. Washington, massive win. Can they follow it up with another win? I think they do. I think they have the better personnel on defense right now. Washington's offensive line, I like a little bit more uh, against that uh, Niners front. That is still formidable, even though they've lost a lot of guys. And Robert Sala is now trying to put a resume together for him to get ahead of coaching job. Washington more to play for than the Niners, so I think that's why they win. Uh, I'll take the football team. All right. Two final games, Sunday night, Monday night, and I love them both. Steelers, Bills, this is my toss-up. I got to be honest. I don't know. And, And the reason why I don't know is because I think if you guys listen to me, you know this by now. What do I always say? A good football team that gets embarrassed on national TV, what do they always do? They always come back playing really good football. The problem is the Steelers, that's them, and they're on the road in Buffalo, and the Steelers' run game is absolutely hot garbage. The Bills are the better team right now playing better football. I'm going to take the Bills. The line is three uh, that I'm seeing on ESPN. 
I got on my DraftKings app uh, Buffalo uh, plus one and a half. I mean, uh, minus one and a half. So depending on what the line, if you can get the Bills uh, at one and a half, I like that more. Uh, I think it's very close. I like the Bills to win. I think the Steelers are going to be reeling. Uh, and uh, this is a chance for the Chiefs to move into that one seed in the AFC. Uh, Bills, Josh Allen, primetime. This could be one of those games where we're looking like the Bills could be for real. The Bills could be the toughest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. Uh, and if you're a Chiefs fan, you love to hear that because I think the Chiefs easily handle the Bills. But they could be the toughest threat. In the a Monday Night Football game, Browns hosting the Ravens. Baker Mayfield shut me up last week for tutties after I challenged him. Can he do it again? I don't think so. I'm going mad. I, I love Baltimore in this game. Prime time. Ravens getting healthy, getting more back on a normal schedule of, of, of time. I think Lamar Jackson, MVP, comes out. I think they're able to run the ball against the Browns. I think they can put up points against the Browns. And I think this Ravens defense can make Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. It's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. Both teams, teams want to run the football. I love the Browns' offensive line. I think this is close. I like the under. I think it's smash around football. And I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on the Browns that they lose. But I think this is little brother, big brother syndrome. I still think the Ravens got a little bit of that big brother over the Browns. They're coming off a massive win. It's easy to come off a loss and play well. It's harder to come off a good win and play well. At home, all the t- all the, all the spotlight on them. I'm taking the Ravens. There you go. They, that's my week 14 preview. Uh, that is uh, a lot of football talk, I know, but I can't help it. I just, I'm addicted to it. You'll sound the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You pledged your life to serve, to make our country stronger, safer, more free, more equal. You worked tirelessly, made sacrifices, missed first steps and birthdays, lost loved ones. At VA, we don't see the setbacks endured. We see lessons applied and passion driving you upward and forward. We don't see all the masks you wear, but we hope you can set some aside. We embrace your uniqueness and won't trivialize your past, your fears, or your hardships. We can't promise to heal all wounds or wash away all trauma, but we do see hope, a path forward, a future. We see all veterans. We see you. An opportunity to help you achieve a new mission, whatever that may be. Learn how treatment works and recovery is possible. Visit maketheconnection.net. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You're worse than all of them put together. You are the most horrible of all. Pure evil. Just because you're tough doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're not here because we have to be. We are here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. But inside of us. We are all heroes. One person is not a team. But when we join together. Together. You stand a chance we are glorious we're resilient we are powerful and we will win so stand up with us stand up to fight stand up to win visit standuptocancer.org to learn more 
James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to Dennis Melvin's house. It's time for the Midnight Snack Run. This is one tricky obstacle course. Sticking to healthy habits in this kitchen is going to take focus and determination, but it can be done, JB. He's already entered the snack part of the course, and he's eyeballing a jar of chocolate candy. That is tempting right off the start. Uh-oh, he's reaching, Bill, but he pushes it away. Great stiff arm. He's approaching a plate of delicious-looking iced cookies. Oh, Dennis, you only want one of those. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. It's make or break time, JB. He stares down some rich-looking treats. Uh-oh. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle, and shuts the door with his elbow in record time. Unbelievable move. I gotta see that again. And he's out. He even turned off the light. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Visit scouting.org to learn more. You've got a lot of with a chance for isolated showers. High of 41, northwest winds, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Mixed precipitation possible at times. Tonight, 30, overcast skies. Partly cloudy tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 39. Partly cloudy Monday with a high of 37. 35 Tuesday, right now 37. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Get in there for the end of the year deals. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you 19th ranked dealership in the country to work for. Uh, they're, they're the best. Faith family giving back 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right, I went way long on... My NBA preview of my NFL's talk. You know, what can I do? So I want to quickly mention in the world of college football today, the only thing that really can mess up the college football playoff today, uh, you look at Alabama, if they were to lose to Arkansas, I don't see that happening. Uh, you have uh, the other thing then, uh, Florida, if they were to get upset by LSU, uh, because when you look at the college football playoff right now, the chance for chaos is... Alabama and Florida both win today, and then Florida beats Alabama. Then you have Alabama and Florida, both one-loss SEC teams. And if Clemson then were to beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, four one-loss teams, all pretty much deserving of being in. But what if what if Ohio State drubs Northwestern in the Big Ten game? What does that do for Ohio State, the chaos? So a lot to keep our eye out uh, as far as matchups today, but if Alabama and Florida roll, that's what's to keep an eye. That's big. Some other good games: the North Carolina Miami uh, in the A in the ACC matchup. I like North Carolina actually in that game. Wisconsin and Iowa Big Ten matchup. Fun football to watch. And uh, Mizzou hosting Georgia. Upset alert! I love that kid Bazelak, the the young player for uh, for Mizzou. Mizzou's the type of team that I think uh, in a year or two with the program that new head coach is building. Uh, look out for them. They're getting back quick. Ranked 25th in the country right now, 5-3 and three this year. Uh, and a really tough SEC schedule. They host Georgia. Chance to really make some noise and uh, be a, a signature win for them in a first season for a new head coach. When we come back, wrap up the show. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot. Of- the most dangerous day for a newborn is her first day of life. She's at risk from infections, pneumonia, malnutrition. Every 31 seconds. Another infant is lost. Another family's hope for their baby's future is crushed. The most heartbreaking part? These deaths 
are preventable. For more than 60 years, Project Hope has worked to make lifelong health care available to the world's most vulnerable people. Right now, Project Hope is training health care workers to care for infants during those fragile first moments of life. Project Hope is ensuring communities have the medicines and supplies they need to prevent deadly disease, giving precious newborns a healthy start. Wherever they are, everyone deserves hope. Make sure her first day of life is not her last. To volunteer or learn more about Project Hope's life-saving work, visit projecthope.org slash newborns. This is Ed Harrell, founder of The Kindness Revolution. I read a blog today where the author explained that often when we focus on the behavior of others, it's because we might tend to display that particular behavior ourselves. So maybe this is a good time to reflect on a couple of things. One would be to slow down before we judge others. The second and maybe most important would be to take a look at our own behavior and ask ourselves if we're pleased with it. That simple process just might make us better people and make our worlds a little kinder. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. And welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. CunisQuincy.com, faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Minute left in the show. I didn't know this was a big show, and, and I expect next week's show to look a lot like it as I preview the Western Conference and then uh, go into week 15 of NFL preview as well. Try to squeeze in a little college football and some other stuff. I didn't get to my ESPN Top 10 thing. ESPN ranks the top 10 players in the NBA. I'll quickly say, I disagree with their list just in order and one player they had lebron one ad two Giannis three luca four Kawhi five kd six damian lillard seven steph eight james harden nine joker ten nikola Djokovic. i would remove james harden from that top 10 and put jimmy butler in especially what we're seeing with with james Harden doing the offseason i think character and who you are and your commitment matters is more than just like, oh, that guy can really score. Uh, and I would I would move around the top 10, but I think they got the players right. I would go LeBron 1, Giannis 2, Kawhi 3, KD 4, Steph 5. I don't think Luka's top 5 yet. It's still too early. And I don't think is the second best player in the NBA. But that's really all that's different. So there you go. I just want to squeeze that in really quick. Uh, it's on the mark. And I thank you guys so much for being